Welcome to our New Testament devotional guide. Today we are in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And the first nine verses are going to be a warning about the last days. He says, you know that in the last days, perilous times are going to come. The word perilous means times of stress. So as we think about the last times, we don't have time to look at every single description, but notice in verse number two, men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money. Notice at the end of verse two, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving. Then notice verse number four, lovers of pleasure. Basically, for many, life will just only be about them. It's all about me. I'm going to love self and materialism and pleasure, and I'm going to be unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving. And then notice what it says at the end of verse number four, rather than lovers of God. People are not going to love God. Now, they're going to have a form of godliness. They'll have some kind of religious expression that they like to go through, verse number five, but they're going to miss the power of God altogether. They're going to try to influence those uh, who are influenceable. And then verse number eight, notice it says, notice as now as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Our presumption is that Janus and Jambres were magicians in Pharaoh's court as Moses went to confront Pharaoh. So we find that these are going to uh, be against the truth of God. And notice verse nine, they're going to progress. Ultimately, their folly will be manifested to all. Then in verse number 10 through 12, we find the challenge to Timothy to follow a good example. And that good example is Paul. Paul says, you've seen and you've heard my doctrine in my life and my my uh, perseverance. You've seen all of this. You've seen the sufferings and the persecution. And out of them all, the end of verse number 11, the Lord delivered me. And then verse number 12, that challenging verse. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. So not only does he challenge Timothy to follow Paul's good example, but then he challenges Timothy to continue in God's word. Notice verse 13. He says, evil men, imposters are going to grow worse and worse. But verse 14, you continue in the things which you've learned, been assured of, knowing from whom you've learned them. Remember, you've learned them from Paul. You've learned them from your grandmother. You've learned them from your mother. Notice verse 15, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Again, salvation is not of works, it is through faith. Notice verse 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. The word inspiration means that it is God-breathed. Just as God spoke creation into existence, the Holy Spirit worked through the biblical writers to pen God's word entirely and and exactly as God intended. So that 40 different writers over a 1,600-year period would build upon this theme of redemption or reconciliation and bringing man into a relationship with God and ultimately pointing to the one hero of the Bible, the Lord Jesus. Now, it tells us that Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. That shows us what is right. For reproof, it shows us what is not right. For correction, that shows us how to get right. For instruction in righteousness, that teaches us how to stay right. That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So I encourage you today, get into God's word. God has provided all that we need to know right here in the truth of his word. 